Hey, Nate, you, do you know how I make sure that I see all the art shows I need to see? It's Seesaw. It's a free app in the Apple Store. You can log in and click off all the gallery shows that you want to see in New York or Los Angeles or London. It covers all the major art cities. This is true. You go right in. It'll, it'll give you a whole list of all the galleries, like and all the galleries you would want to see anyway, tell you what the show is, when the show is closing, and you can then click on it, make yourself a custom map so you can walk around and, uh, and not miss any shows. Seesaw. It's free. It's in the App Store. Friday, what's going on, Nate Dog? I would say good morning, but I guess technically it is no longer the morning. No, it seems like you're a little, you're not you, but some of your uh, immediate family, a little bit of sleepy heads over there in the East Village. There's a very, very momentous occasion in the Freeman family going on this weekend. My brother is getting married. As such, all of my brothers are in town, and we were out a little late last night. So that's what I like to hear. So they're still sleeping. It's now twelve thirteen p.m. They're sleeping. Uh, just a door uh, over. So I hope this podcast wakes them up. Wakey, uh, wakey. <laughs> maybe so maybe we'll get a little guest star. Is, is this the first wedding for this generation of, of, of Freemans? That it is. It's, it's, oh, big it's deal. Big deal. Huge deal. Yeah. Um, well, it means that uh, you'll be at a rehearsal dinner tomorrow night and not mm-hmm. at uh, another event that you could have been at. Uh, yeah. As, as, as incredible as it is that my brother's getting married, I do have a pang of regret that I won't be eating it. Who's Wonton King tomorrow night? It's my. It's not going to be there. We went for Korean barbecue instead. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. going to be eighty-six degrees tomorrow afternoon. I didn't think that a, that an outdoor setting was really the best. I, for my body type, I schwitz a lot, so I need I need the AC. This but, is you know the, I'm I'm already working up the already working up the seating plan. You know. Wow, that's beautiful. This is oh. the this is the Korean barbecue place that you really like that we went to that one. Time. It is. I don't yeah. can't recall the name right now. Right. It's uh, so good. Went to it's, it is very good. So Been there a couple times. It's like it's not Cote, but that's also it's like a different price point. It's a much more mm-hmm. reasonable thing where I can invite twelve or fifteen people to dinner and, and cover the full freight on my own as an adult does when he invites people to dinner. No more of this fucking <laughs> split in the check at someone's birthday dinner for fucking Christ's sake. Um, <laughs> Anyway, you know, it's a pretty exciting morning. I like well, mid morning. I kind of finally got to my desk here, sat down, opened up the old Gmail for the work account, and yeah, I had multiple fun. multiple dinner invitations in there from I galleries. Isn't, it, isn't uh, that exciting? It's the it's it's all coming back. It's all coming mm-hmm. back. I mean, I we've known this for a while, but the dinner and you know Andrew Cuomo, you know Daddy Andrew was a little bit. Uh, Daddy Cuomo was a little bit Big late in, 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 in understanding that Quovo, that uh, COVID was over, but it is. So the dinner invites for this month uh, before we all go our separate summer ways. So that was an exciting thing. Um, I know. And uh, you know what? The, the podcast finally did something productive for me. What's that? So I guess uh, I re- uh, uh, I had mentioned that I couldn't go up to Object and Thing because all the slots were sold out in sort of a throwaway line. I obviously I could have texted someone, but didn't do that. They had reached out to me a week week and a half ago, be like, "Hey, whenever you want to come, come on up." Wow, look and at that. Uh, so yesterday I drove up to uh, drove up to uh, kind of middle lower Westchester, I guess Austining. I think is the way you say that. I'm not entirely sure to go see awesome, Object yeah. and Thing Austining, and it was kind of a, a, a I have to say totally amazing. It's at the Loose House. Which is an incredible, incredible uh, house designed by Gerald Luce, who also did the Time and Life Building uh, it, mm-hmm. here in Manhattan, amongst other kind of modernist masterpieces. It was his home; he lived there for like I don't know a dozen years, and um, before he moved on, um, super cool. And they've they filled it up with art. Um, 
some great design objects. And then the uh, the galleries, uh, Blum and Poe from Los Angeles and, and New York, I guess, and Tokyo, uh, did some of the curation of the art as well as Mendes Wood from Brazil. And so a great little mixture mm-hmm. of Chair objects in this incredible space. And uh, Abby Bangser, who's the um, founder and director of the fair, mm-hmm. took me on a great little tour through. And it's pretty cool because Gerald Luce is still alive. He's 95 That's years right. old. Yeah. And he's been, he's been coming up frequently to check wow, it out, cool. give his suggestions on things and his opinion on things. Um, and even uh, a couple of, he, he now kind of makes these amazing sculptural clock-like objects, uh, none of which I guess are technically for sale, but they, they're included in the exhibition. So that well, was a cool way to spend an afternoon. That's great. Um, so, so, so you've gone into this because you're now a member of the media elite, thanks to I suppose. Our... I mean, I guess you guys yeah. don't make any money, but you get a lot of credibility, I suppose. I've been telling you this for years. It's like almost worth it with the trade-off, you know? No, yeah. no money, but just, you know, perks galore. Yeah, I'm, I really like nice things, like hosting dinners and paying for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, that was that was sort of the highlight of my week. There's some other things I've been I'm keeping it very like mellow, like to get to a little sober yeah. kind of week for the cle- cleansing the body and the soul, doing a lot of exercise. Um, but the streets, I mean, we I don't want to over harp on it, but like just walking around New York, going to the farmers market, just bopping around downtown, just I would have to say electric. Absolutely. I mean, I had a, a, a friend uh, who works at a prominent gallery in Los Angeles in town, um, as one does now, because people are just traveling as, as they would in the before times. We went to the Odeon, had about six stop and chats at the Odeon, like just completely packed inside and outside, just with, you know, a smattering of art dealers and artists. And then we went to the Lomex Gallery, our beloved friend in the pod, Alex Schulen's Gallery. Yeah, they had a big opening last night, is that right? Yeah, it was fantastic. Auto shows is so good, and it was truly the uh, tout le monde uh, there at Lomex last night. Uh, though, even though there was also a big opening uptown at the Meredith Rosen Gallery, uh, friend of the pod Zach Kinnick put together a truly brilliant bonkers group show um, that is highly recommended. Yeah, it's got a little bit of everything in that show. I didn't make it there, but I was checking out the preview. I really want to go see. I mean, Zach's a friend and I think a very, very smart and interesting artist. Yeah. Um, I, would, I didn't make it to anything yesterday, but there were a whole bunch of openings. Oh, yeah. That, I, I walked around Tribeca the other day, um, and I'm going to blank on all the names. I mean, first of all, Darren Bader uh, has an exhibition oh, yeah. at Andrew Kreps, which Shout is... Kreps. Kreps said the other yesterday. An incredible, incredible show. Um, really, really good. Um I mean, all the shows I saw downtown, and Nickel Boucher has this uh, uh, this insane Greek painter. I can't think of his name right now. Do you know his I name? Haven't, I, 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 I couldn't no, pronounce I, it even if I was reading it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but go around no, there. Sorry. These shows are absolutely, these paintings are insane. At first, I thought I hated them, but then maybe I loved them, then I wasn't sure, and now I'm back in. Um, really, really strong, interesting work. So, and uh, yeah. Though perhaps the most intriguing show that opened yesterday. Uh, if you've read my column where I sort of reveal it. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't have a login for that shit. <laughs> um, uh, Daniel Buchholz opened a show with, I kid you not, new work by Katie Nolan. Katie the motherfucking first, Nolan, y'all. The new, first new work that she has made since the year 2000. Um, yes, I did. I I did catch that. We're gonna get into the rest of it. That was, I think, that should have been the headline. That's an incredible scoop, an incredible coup for 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 Mr. Okay. Bullcolts. Well, uh, I can't. You can't photograph it, um, so it's hard to really illustrate in a big item because uh, photographing her work without Katie's express permission is copyright infringement. It's not like you know, 
it, you are infringing on her copyright by, by printing the photo. So we couldn't really get permission from Daniel or from her. So it would sort of be hard to illustrate as a full item. Plus, I haven't seen the show yet. I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just realizing that's something I need to do today. And if I can't do today, maybe that'll be my special treat to myself tomorrow is to go see yeah. some brand new Katie Nolan work. I mean, that's, I'm not a lawyer. That feels legally dubious to me, but you know. <laughs> well, I think that, that the laws of she Katie is she, she is highly litigious. So I, I mean, she, if you were right. to test it, you know, you know, fuck around and find out, you would definitely find out. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that she would not hesitate to come after me, even though I'm probably her biggest fan on planet Earth. She would still she the does fuck not out of me. Your biggest fan. I, I made a pit stop in in, in Frankfurt That's just true, to yeah. go see her retrospective. Um, I think there are a number of big fans of hers in the artwork, both art, arts workers like ourselves and, and especially artists. Um, you yeah, know, so, yeah. the most the most influential artists of her generation. So, flood the streets, get up to Buchholz see that it's this is truly a once in a decade occurrence um i guess we should get into it uh as we are sponsored well, yeah. by the pocket app and check out your column uh mm -hmm. in uh, the dropped uh, late last night early this morning in the art net um pretty exciting first uh item here uh, yeah. pivoting off of uh, reporting you and others have done, uh, notably page six, you get some interesting items about uh, the, the now ex-wife to David Mugrabi of the uh, Warhol owning and art dealing uh, Mugrabi dynasty, uh, mm -hmm. Libby Mugrabi, uh, his ex-wife. It seems like the divorce was done and maybe now it's not. Tell us more, Nate. Maybe that's not. Well, uh, Libby is, seems to be back on the warpath. She is uh, coming at uh, David with some very choice Instagram. She Instagrammed herself underneath the same Richard Prince painting where she found her now ex-husband naked with some other woman, which sparked the whole divorce proceedings. And now she's coming at him for more money. She claims that the, the works, the artworks that were promised to her were delivered damage. She's claiming that she is not being paid the amount of money per month that she deserves. She's claiming that, that there's some Porsches and shit that she needs. Um, and so she's reopened the litigation. At the same time, um, she's being sued by her former therapist, by her former landlord. Um, and it's just like entangled in a bunch of just uh, legal, uh, you know, complications here. Um, yeah, it's, but, it seems like it's spinning a bit out of control. I mean, the, the, I saw some images on the page six of the, of the image you referenced and another showing kind of purported damage to these artworks. And I guess there was mm -hmm. a whole thing. She, uh, she or her, her security team, I think it technically said, refused to accept delivery of these artworks at first right. and had to call in the whatever the local police is there in Bridgehampton. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, she said that, that basically she alleges uh, that David damaged the work himself and then just dropped it on her doorstep uh, of their, their former shared home, now her home in uh, Watermill. Um, but, you know, these are allegations that are currently unfounded. We'll have to see how it all plays out. In yeah, court clearly, again. clearly, there's going to be two sides to that story. I mm -hmm. would bet. Yeah. Um, but it seems like she's not having the best time. But she, uh, you know, she's trying to reinvent. Is, she's trying to reinvent herself, right? Now. The thing is, Ben, is she actually is having a great time. Like, like all of this doesn't seem to phase her whatsoever. I mean, uh, judging by her Instagram, judging by this podcast appearance that that, that I mentioned in the column, um, you know, and and she's living in the Satai uh, and in Watermill. She's spending her time, um, you know. Uh, she's wintering down down in Miami and having a blast down there. She is a apparel designer, 
and just this sort of like bon vivant and a member of the scene down there. Well, she's now trying she's to reinvent herself as a bit of a collector in her own right. And uh, as you said, a bit, yeah. an apparel designer. And uh, yeah, and she even went on a podcast uh, hosted by Avery Anden, uh, the, brother, yeah. the brother and business manager of one of my favorite contemporary artists, the one, the only oh, Alec Monopoly. One of, all, one of all of our favorite contemporary artists. Oh my God. The one time that, that me and James Schaefer saw... The legend Alec Monopoly at the Children's Pirate House in London was a highlight of my life. The guy was hanging out with the corniest crew of all time with his dumb mask just like acting like he belonged like it freeze. Yeah, like, well, it, you know, I, it seems as though, you know, dumbass though he may be, his brother Avery uh, was at least able to school uh, uh, to, to school Miss Mugrabi in some certain fairly basic art history points. Um, it appears that, that uh, she didn't know who uh, who Marina Abramovic was, and uh, Avery was kind enough on this podcast. I didn't, you know, you really did the Lord's work. I, I, I happen to have seen this link. I couldn't bring myself to listen to more than 20 seconds of it. You it goes, you listen to the whole thing. I listened to the whole thing, um, but like I quoted the beginning of their conversation about Marina Bromwich. But Avery goes on to very carefully and 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 and, and uh, you know thoroughly describe what the artist is present is, and and Libby's reaction to that is quite priceless. She's okay, like, track it down. I mean, his. I mean, you know, he pro- he probably has more subscribers than we do. Um, she's, you know, she's like she's just sitting there and staring at them. She's very confused by the whole thing. Yeah, it seems like she's easily confused. She's also confused by the fact that uh, uh, that hospitality workers um, were having a tough time and getting crushed, which Avery brought to her attention. I think that the exact quote is, the lower class server industry, the hospitality industry, they're getting crushed. And she responded with a laugh, are they? I don't know. Nobody wants to give me a discount on any service. Yeah, I mean, you know. Like, clearly, clearly a woman of the rich. people. <laughs> They're just like us. <laughs> Not really. Here's the thing, know. dude. I know a lot of rich people, and most of them are, 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 a lot of them are, are fairly um, sympathetic and, and, and understanding of the world around them. Seems like maybe it's more about her particular bubble that she's chosen for I, herself. Yeah, I, I, at I, least, I, I, at I, least I don't know her. She may be absolutely lovely. At least as indicated in some of uh, in some of the feel, public record here. I just feel bad for the yeah the, the people who are cleaning her room at the Satai. It's like these people are working their asses off in the middle of a pandemic, and she just is coming after them because they're not giving her a discount like this is just true true like you know marie antoinette shit you know um it was a good item i loved it um the next item uh, 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 about another um i guess prominent female in the art industry i don't know her very well i know that i've met her her name is maria brito um mm-hmm. who evidently is uh you've never crossed out social- i know i've met her i've met her I, you no. know i guess she's a, an art advisor to the stars uh, supposedly uh your your item here um tuned me into her instagram which is prolific mm-hmm. And oftentimes, uh, she doesn't just take photographs of artwork, as I do and many art advisors do, that we like to share with the people that we acquire, that we just find interesting art historically. She mm-hmm. likes to take selfies, or, 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 or they're not even selfies. It seems as though they're stage photos with her in front of notable artworks. But there was something a little bit off that your eye and others right. caught. What was that, Nate? Well, there was a, a certain uh, element to these images that, that made them look as though she was photoshopping herself into the pictures. There's no way to prove that necessarily, but if you look at just the way <laughs> her figure is related to the backdrop, it looks superimposed. The, the feet look like they're not touching the ground. And uh, I had several people point this out to me and, and I showed the pictures to a number of people and the overall overwhelming consensus was a few of these, not all of them, but, but three or four of, of these uh, images looked very photoshopped. And 
there's no, and she denies it, which, you know, that maybe I'm completely wrong, but at the same time, there's something fascinating about just like the sort of question of whether or not she was there. Does it matter? She has more Instagram followers than we will ever have people listen to this podcast. So it's like, this what, is true. This is true. Like, you know, I, I took a peek myself. And you know, first of all, I want to say there are people that will, with some degree of certainty, let you know about this stuff. Oftentimes on Twitter, there's a breakdown, especially of political things, where they try and figure out something's photoshopped. I should and have people, asked those people. People, yeah. can, people can look at drop shadows mostly, like, you know, the kind of how the shadow plays. I'm not an expert, but I looked with my own eyes. And uh, it seems like definitely, uh, first of all, every photograph on Instagram is highly filtered, like highly, right. highly filtered. So perhaps it's some sort of after effect or, or digital, um, mm, uh, uh, digital uh, kind of after effect from that could be creating this. But to my naked eye, it looks like at least three or four, really just the most recent ones, it really mm. looks like she's been plopped right in there. No way to right. prove it. I certainly don't know for a fact. It's a little exactly. funky. Maybe it doesn't matter, but for someone who, you know, I obviously take a little bit of an issue of people uh, posting pictures of themselves in front of the art, especially they're, if they're obscuring the art object, because then what are you really showing to your hundreds of thousands of followers? Is it about mm -hmm. the artwork and, and, and your feelings about that and how you want to share that with the people? Or is it about some sort of, uh, I don't want to say narcissistic, but it's about your personal brand being about you. Right. So obviously that doesn't appeal to me. She seems like a, a very nice person. So I don't want to, she does. She I don't want to be cruel she, about she this. And, nice and, we, and we could be wrong. Like it could just be, you know, it could just be a digital mm -hmm. thing, mm -hmm. but they're and a little like, bit you, funky yeah. looking. I would, I would highly encourage that everyone go check it out and make their own uh, decision about these. Cause I guess she's, you know, I guess she's worked for a number of them. Um, Hollywood stars, including Diddy, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Tracy Anderson, uh, uh, the trainer. Shout out Tracy Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. and I, I, you know, I went into, of course, as one is wont to do on social media when one's avoiding doing their cardio in the morning, I went to a little bit of a deep dive. And uh, she has a husband who's pretty cool. He's a really big wine head. So a lot of his travels and his Instagram is focusing on the bottles they are popping. Damn, like, I should check that out. Wasn't anything was super thirsty after, but there was, there was some good stuff. So, you know, she seems we're like a well-rounded family lady. super fun. This is just a funny... Instagram yeah. item. Is she photo is she photoshopping them? Maybe. It doesn't really matter. It's like, you know, like it's all in good fun. Um, I mean, but, I mean, but, it, but, it kind of matters, but it is all in good fun. She seems sweet. I, I would have her on as a guest, like, a, and, totally. and you know, would totally have her on as a guest to talk about but, it and yeah, talk about her life because she seems pretty, pretty dope. Check out the Instagrams. Look for yourself. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna skip over this kind of awesome pop quiz you did this week. I encourage the people to go figure out a way to read it because uh, it was a tricky. <laughs> it was, you're a tricky, tricky one, Nate Freeman. You're a tricky, tricky boy. Nothing is worse than waking up on a Friday morning to find that like 20 people have already gotten the quiz right. So I gotta make them a little trickier, just because you know it can't be that easy. Um, before we get into some of the quick hits on some of the smaller items, uh, uh, especially the, the Blue Coast one, I do want to, if not correct the record, just give my props. I think uh, in an earlier podcast, I definitely spoke, I mean, I often spoke derisively of Phillips, and oftentimes they deserve it, but I know I said it doesn't look like they're going to get their new headquarters done in time. Right. I was wrong. It opened as of last night. Uh, I th yeah. think I'm going to swing by on my way from the office this afternoon to check out their June sales. Uh, a strange time to do a sale in New York, but these are strange times. And uh, it looks like they got their new headquarters done in time. Uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting sale, to say the least. They, it seems yeah. like they did their best, <laughs> um, especially coming oh. on the heels. There was another crazy sale in Hong Kong this morning, by the way. I'm not going to get into it, but just so you know, there were, there were more oh, yeah. crazy results. Yeah. Uh, God bless. But uh, so go, everyone, check out the new Phillips spot. It's still it's not no longer in 57th and park so i guess it's now 56th and park mm -hmm. um Look, and the I, most the thing that really stood go ahead i want to i want to highlight so, one just, thing 
I'm just so excited to never go into that old Philip Sales room again. It was just truly a disaster, especially if you were a journalist and you were sort of like shunted off to the back there when there's a huge pillar blocking everything you could see. It was terrifying. Well, despite having been a, a, a previous employee there and something of a rainmaker, uh, every time they deigned to give me tickets for an evening sale, they stuck me directly behind one of those pillars. Um, I mean, like, like, <laughs> which you know, and you know, and I have to say, the the other two main houses are really good about giving. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting with the Mugrabis and uh, and and those guys at the front or, or anyone a list, but they always give me nice seats where I can bid easily if I need to and see the action and and very kindly both Sotheby's and Christie's. But Phillips, it felt like it was almost on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. Well, can't much like the Photoshop. Can't prove it, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, now you have a media platform to just air your grievances. So so yeah, you this, win. You win. Um, I, there is an item in the evening sale I might bid on. It's the last item in the in the evening sale of Phillips. Uh, it is a Jeff Koons, uh, one of the so-called gazing ball sculptures. And just, I, this really yeah. caught my eye. I'm sure this has been online. I just didn't notice it. But in the physical book that dropped at my house last night, it is being offered with no reserve. No reserve. Like this is this is the dream. I mean, we shouldn't. We really shouldn't be publicizing this because, like, we could end up owning a fucking coons gazing ball for like no money. Yeah, take note. Uh, bids at Phillips.com right now. Just consider this a, an official bid of five thousand dollars. Hammer. Uh, I understand the sale. Uh, all the terms and conditions of the sale, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just put that in the book. I'm there for it at that price. It would I mean, be. It would, it would be. I so guess dope is, to this is what happens when you go to Pace. You end up with no reserve items in an evening sale. <laughs> Shout out Mark Klipscher, really protecting the market. I, I tease. This has nothing to do with them. I'm sure it was probably pre-done. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, like I, I'm often a proponent of low estimates because low estimates can create a wonderful floor with which uh, prices to soar because uh, mm -hmm. you get a lot of people in early in bidding and maybe this will be a case where that will happen. There'll be a ton of people, uh, you know, at the lower levels that create a nice floor and will create a lot of excitement in the room, especially as the last uh, lot and it will be, a, I'm sure, a fairly long sale when oftentimes the energy is lagging. So perhaps it's a great strategy, mm -hmm. but definitely not one we're used to seeing in an evening sale and certainly not for an artist of the caliber of Jeff Koons. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, anything, anything else in your column that I that, that I missed? I think I caught most I think of I it. Most of it, yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of cool things. I mean, uh, shout out to Andrew Quo and Ben Dietrich, a uh, big friends oh, of the pod. Great guys. They got a book called The Joy of Basketball coming up. I may become a fan of basketball just so I can engage with those guys on Twitter during the week because they really are deep into it. And it's something I know nothing about. I know. I was watching the uh, the the Nets Bucks game the other night, um, and I was watching with with friend of the pod, Tommy Malakoff great artist, a bunch of other people, and texting with uh, Ben Dietrich and Kat Marnell about the NBA is truly a kaleidoscopic experience. It's a deep, deep dive into the absurdity of human life. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I love how all these uh, all these kids are so into it now. Um, I don't know, I wish they'd do it for tennis and then I could really get engaged. Um, I just, <laughs> I did notice in your, you know, you always do these great spotted and uh, you, you picked up on the fact that uh, Mega Collector and MoMA board trustee Steve Cohen Mm -hmm. uh, is the owner of the Mets, obviously, was hosting Michael Milliken in his box. You refer to him simply as a junk bond king. This is true. He's also gone on with the Milliken Institute is a, is a, is a great right. philanthropic kind of a think know. tank. And, you know, I know you're playing, you know, you're playing it up for the people. But, you know, I just, you I know just want to give some context. I actually, yeah, I uh, when I was writing not, that. Not all billionaires, Nate. I know. I actually read the great interview between Mike Milken and Larry Gagosian that was put in one of the Gagosian magazine things. Totally unnecessary, but really fun to see those guys just like shoot the shit. Um, like they, like they both like, 
while being like money grabbing billionaires, they're also just passionate about art, and it's fun to to, to see that side of them. Um. All right then. Um. That is about all yeah. I have. Any other big news that we missed? I don't um, think I mean, so. I mean, there was an art fair, by the way. There was an art fair. Did you know? <laughs> uh, Basel Basel Online Edition OVR happened. I took a, I took a, a, a drive through. Only thing, I mean, there's a bunch of things that caught my eye. Only thing I was like, oh, I'll buy this was a, uh, was a painting by Izzy Wood. She had a solo booth at Carlos yeah. Izakawa, excuse me. Um, a great gallery and uh, a really interesting painting. I was like, oh, I'll buy one. Uh, they had pre-sold the entire booth, and I, of course. Uh, I just thought it was funny to, to pre-sell a digital solo booth. Um, I mean, you know, you can't get Izzy Wood paintings anywhere. Well, no, but oftentimes in real life you'll do that for, but then people can come and see the painting. It's about getting it into the the, the discourse, into the dialogue, mm-hmm. um, having curators and, and and people be able to see the work in real life. But it kind of takes right. away when you're pre-selling a solo, a this solo booth that is online. Uh, I'm not mad at anyone; just something I noticed. Um, mm-hmm. But there were some good things there, and great, great ancillary content. I just can't wait to be in Basel in September. We'll yeah. leave those previews uh, for yeah, upcoming go. episodes. I, I have to jet upstate now. I'm going to dinner at my favorite place, lunch nightly. Uh, you know, which is going to be amazing tonight. So, wait, wait, where's the wedding? Is the wedding up by your upstate? No, no, we're, we are going to our. Uh, uh, we're going upstate for a night, and then we're going to Connecticut for the wedding tomorrow. Just but, burning that fossil fuel. But all I right, my boy, it, go wake up, it. go go wake up those kids. Go stomp on their faces. A little bit, a little bit of cold water in the face. Set the dog yeah. on them, man. Just let the oh, dog also, dance all over them. Shout out to Airfield Gallery, which is around the corner from Lunch Nightly, which I, we forgot to mention the other day. We did forget to mention in our in our yeah. talk about all the great spots in Kingston. Um, we we forgot to talk about it's, it's, a, it's in our defense. It's a brand from, new gallery, so gallery I've never been. Franklin Parish. It's great. It's a great show up. Everyone should go see it if you're up in Kingston. All right. Talk to you next week, Nate. See you then. Bye. Adios.